Okay, this is the episode you didn't know you were waiting for. It's the one where I unabashedly celebrate the 80s by revisiting the timeless wisdom of the one and only Mr. Miyagi. How's that for a teaser? You is a very fluid concept right now. It's culture and film and art. It's music and interesting books. It's conversations and eavesdroppings. It's the impact of friends and complete strangers. The stuff that gets into the cracks of your life and makes you who you are. It's an attention collection. You already have one. The question is, how are you using it? Hey friends, Anthony here. Look, it's no secret. I love the 80s. And if you've been along for the ride that is this podcast for any length of time, you already know that. Hell, I did an entire episode on He-Man once. I love 80s hip-hop, new wave pop, yacht rock. Yes, yacht rock. If you don't know what that is, you're missing out. John Hughes films. I could continue, but I'll just move on for the sake of time. Recently, to my great delight, an 80s classic has been given a second life in the form of a spin-off series called Cobra Kai. Probably seen it. Maybe you've been avoiding it on purpose. Either way, it's a show based on the characters from The Karate Kid. It's absolutely dominating Netflix. My wife and I devoured the last season in like three days, but I have to make a confession before we go any further. Before it was released to Netflix, Cobra Kai was actually a YouTube original series. It was a part of their scripted show experiment they were doing. And here's my confession. I watched the first episode back in like 2018 and absolutely hated it. I laughed. I rolled my eyes through the entire episode. And as soon as I was done, I immediately texted my friend who recommended it and just made fun of him. It was cheesy and campy and over-the-top ridiculous. All the reasons why I love it now. It's strange. When I gave it a second chance on Netflix, and I almost didn't, but I decided to give it another shot, and I had a completely different response. The stuff I criticized became the stuff I appreciated. Watching the show is like hopping into a DeLorean and heading back in time. Cobra Kai has... Everything that made Karate Kid a lasting cultural icon. The only thing it's missing is Mr. Miyagi. If you're familiar with the original Karate Kid, you remember Mr. Miyagi. I promise teach karate that to my part. You promise learn. I say you do. No question. That to your part. Deer? Steel? Yes. First wash all the car. Then Wax off. That line, wax on, wax off, is one of the most memorable lines in movie history. 
And if you remember from watching the movie, that seemingly meaningless practice drove young Danny LaRusso absolutely crazy. He came to Miyagi to learn how to defend himself. He didn't come to learn how to become an unpaid day laborer. And Mr. Miyagi had this kid waxing cars, sanding decks, painting fences. What did any of that have to do with karate? Daniel was trying to learn how to punch, not how to paint. And he was ready to quit. In fact, he did quit. He was going to walk away because it was a total waste of his time. Until it wasn't. Because Daniel didn't know that the entire time Mr. Miyagi was subtly teaching him the value of muscle memory, of subconscious preparation. He was gaining skills the entire time through these apparently meaningless tasks. And fortunately for us, there's a lesson tucked in here. A few years back, there was a video that gained a lot of traction online from a U.S. Navy admiral named William H. McRaven. And he gave this speech that became famous and eventually became a best-selling book called Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life. And Make Your Bed was the premise. Obviously, it got into more layers than that. But it turns out making your bed isn't just about keeping a tidy home. It's not just about being more organized or looking nice when people come to visit. He said this, If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and will encourage you to do another task and another and so on and so forth. You get the idea. And look, I'm not a Navy admiral. I don't know if you can actually change the world by adopting a make-your-bed practice. But I do know this. A daily practice is a discipline that over time absolutely spills into other areas of your life. You subconsciously teach yourself that you're the kind of person who shows up consistently, even when you don't want to, even when you're not in the mood from start to finish. And that boils over into your work life, into your relationships. The stuff that doesn't seem to matter starts to stack up over time. And the result from that is transformation. It's growth. It's discovering you've acquired things like empathy and focus and follow through. But people don't change just by reading a book. That might be the catalyst for change. People aren't transformed simply by sitting and watching a really good TED Talk or taking a course online. Those things might bring people to the door, but it's the little stuff that we do consistently that ultimately changes our behavior, our perception, and therefore our life. We see this in an entertaining way in The Karate Kid, and then again in Cobra Kai, this repetitive task that seems like it's not doing all that much. It seems pointless, maybe even a waste of time, but eventually you get this muscle memory that subconsciously shows up when you need it most. But that spills into other areas. Make your bed is an example, but here's another one. I'm thinking of writer-director Brian Koppelman. He has gone on to write 
classic films. He's got a show right now on Showtime called Billions. And he credits a daily journaling practice he learned from Julia Cameron with changing his life. He does what are known as morning pages. Every day, three pages by hand in his journal. It's not for public consumption. It doesn't become a script or a book later. It's just him dumping whatever comes to mind, complete stream of consciousness, onto three pages of yellow legal pad. That's it. And he's been doing that. And he goes from being someone who wanted to write, who felt like they were blocked, who felt like every time they showed up to the page, he didn't have anything to say. And he says, and he credits doing this practice with changing his life. Now, is this a guarantee that if you start doing morning pages, you're going to become a published or a famous writer, author? No, of course not. But it does mean you're laying the groundwork for the kind of person you want to become. And it doesn't feel like you're doing all that much. Three pieces of paper in the morning, and that's what you credit with changing your life? Yeah, because that stuff adds up over time. There's exponential change in the process. Something like even two to five minutes of meditation a day consistently, even for four to six weeks, has shown to change the structure and the function of the human brain. People have changed their lives through two to five minutes of consistent meditation every day. It seems ridiculous. It seems like that's not possible. It seems like a stretch, but it's actually the truth. Many of us want to make significant changes in our lives, or we want to impact the world, and we think we have to do these huge things to make it happen. And all that results in is us psyching ourselves up before we start. It's the, I'm going to lose 30 pounds next month, and I haven't lifted a weight. I don't even know what a treadmill looks like, but next month, I'm going to be a superstar in the gym. And we show up in the gym, we realize it's hard, and we tap out week one because we've set ourselves up for failure. We've done too much too soon. It's showing up for five minutes. It's showing up and putting shoes on. It's showing up and drinking water. It's the little stuff over time that gives us the confidence. It lets us know that we're able, and it gives us our feet underneath us to be able to consistently make small changes. And that's how we grow. What if we just learn to be consistent in the little areas? What if that adds up over time and sets us up for bigger things down the road? Pat Morita, the man who played Mr. Miyagi, is no longer with us. But what's interesting is that watching Cobra Kai, you see that his presence is still the cornerstone of the show. He makes his way into almost every episode in one way or another. And his protege, Daniel LaRusso, now grown up, now a father, now a teacher in his own right, he's taking what he's learned from Mr. Miyagi and he's passing it to his children and his students. So much so that there are scenes in the show where he's having students sand decks and paint fences. And he struggles not to smile when he's pissing them off just like it did him when he was a young student. And it got me thinking about how this discipline that we bring into our own lives is transferable. Once it becomes a practice in your life, you're able to pass it along to others. For the parents listening to this, 
Your children are watching the little practices you've built into your life. And as we all know, more is caught than taught. Everything we do is a lesson. That's scary because that's for good and that's for bad. And that's for indifferent as well. Even still, we can also talk to our kids about the importance of showing up in the small things. Making the bed isn't just something kids can do to make their room look better. It's also building something within them, this subconscious preparation, this muscle memory that will help them in their later endeavors. But this lesson applies to more than just parents. This is for employers and employees. It's for leaders. And I'm not gonna let you off the hook here. We are all leaders in one capacity or another. You are influential to someone right now and therefore you are a leader. We twist ourselves in knots all the time trying to bring about change in our lives, trying to transform our situations and our circumstances. And sometimes it's getting back to basics. Sometimes it's being super simple, as cheesy as it sounds. Sometimes it's wax on, wax off.